Season 2 of the Pat and JT Podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. Come on! Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Right. It's Pat and JT. Ironically, that's the name of our podcast also. Um, it's Pat and JT on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This is where you can find us. Um, or text or email. No, text or voicemail at 402-403-9478. Oh my goodness. Communication is our job. Right? <laughs> um, did you get to see Top Gun this weekend? Uh, no, we are going a week from, well, Tuesday, not this Tuesday, but the next Tuesday, because Sophia's still out of town and Tuesday, taking both the kids. And that's when they oh. can both go. So, so they, you don't want to ruin the surprise by. Right. And I don't want to see it before we do. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, I just, um, my mom went to go see it with her, her movie buddies. Who'd she like it? And you know, what's really funny is when I was asking her about it and I said, um, I, I mentioned something about, cause I've read a lot of the reviews about it and, and there, are, as far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing as spoiler alert because it's just going to be a great movie regardless. Um, I, I'm not worried about finding out about plot lines. And so I was talking, you know, I, I've read everything I can get my hands on, on about it because everything I read is so good. And they were talking about those little things that we'd mentioned before about the fan theory and then um, Goose's son showing up dressed like Goose and and um, Val Kilmer's character Iceman being in there. Da, da, da. None of that resonated with mom because she nor any of her friends had seen the original. What? Oh, wow. But so they were seeing it truly as a standalone movie interesting. And, and absolutely thought it was phenomenal. They then, and so as I'm telling her some of these little nuances about the things I've read, she's like, Oh, now, oh, oh, well, that adds a whole nother level because you know it, it was good already, mm -hmm. but knowing there, there are those little connections, um, that she didn't know about, like with Goose's son, she says, I knew there was something about it, but. Didn't know what. They never explained it. They never go in. They, wow. It's like they just let it sit there and it happened. And if you knew, you knew. And if you didn't, you still enjoyed the movie. That's interesting. And th mm -hmm. that's that's a sign of a really good sequel. If you don't have to see the first, they'll really enjoy the second. Uh, yeah. And she said, okay, now that I know this stuff, she says, I don't know what to do. I said, well, first, I think you should see the first one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and then the first one's going to be, in my opinion, I would think that after you see this Maverick, Going back and watching the original would probably be really good because you're going to see some things that make sense even more so now. Well, it's you know, like you're seeing alone, a, the stupid Star Wars prequel. Like you're seeing things yeah. afterwards that make sense now in the movie you already saw. Yeah. So if you if you haven't, even if you have seen it before, um, after seeing Maverick, I go back and watch the original again and then go back and watch Maverick again because then you'll really start connecting dots. Right. It's like you said last week when you found out stupid Bruce Willis was really dead in the sixth sense. You went back and watched it again. You're like, oh, totally get it now. Homeboy didn't touch anybody in that movie. See, and that, that's another one of those. It's like you either you get it and then all the way through, you're absolutely fine with this movie because the movie was fine as it was. Yeah. It was a great movie. And then you threw that little monkey wrench in. And you're like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a good movie if he wasn't dead. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Now I'm pumped so, to see it. I'm super excited to see it. And um, I, they don't have the the times as far as IMAX viewing. I want to go see it at the IMAX. I've heard that's the best. Um, so I'm trying yeah, to see I if it's Tuesday Tuesday evening uh, have an IMAX viewing in CB or whatever. And I couldn't. Mom find those went. Things. The theater they went to was it was a I can't remember the name of it, but but it wasn't IMAX, but it was still big. There was only like ten people in the theater because they went to one of the off times, and so it was like just them. 
Oh, that's amazing. That's what it felt like, like four in the afternoon or something like that, because otherwise it's packed. And I think it would be kind of cool just to be in a, an environment where it's not packed, where you're, it's almost like living in, like you're in your living room. Um, just bring your, bring it. your paint pajamas and you can just take um, your, pajamas, you put your pajamas on and it is like you're in your living room. Take a nap, but fall asleep. It, oh my God. But it's crazy though, the amount of money. Cause they said this was his first hundred million dollar weekend or movie, right? Opening weekend movie. Um, which I find incredible when you think of all the other movies that he's had uh, for Tom Cruise, but they now are, he's over 291 million in North America. So it is now officially his highest gross grossing film ever in the domestic box office, which is insane. really, that's, that seems like it's not accurate at all with all the movies he's had. This is the highest so no. far. Well, probably because the tickets are so much more expensive, right? I don't know. Yeah, a third I, the I'm people sure saw a it, but a third the people saw it, but actually he's making quadruple the money because everything's so expensive. Right? Yeah. Um, they said that uh, the film, I see it had 160 million opening weekend and the smallest second weekend decline for a movie. So it went from 160 million one weekend or 100 million. It had 86 million this this last weekend. So it it barely, it came down, but it's still almost another $100 million weekend. Jeez. Crazy. It's insane. Crazy. So, yeah, I'm excited to see it. I don't know if I'll do the theater. I don't know. I'm not sure. Got to do I'm, the theater. I don't need to see it in the theater to, to enjoy I'll it. I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be fine on my couch. It's like, it's like couch, IMAX. Couch, bathroom, IMAX. Couch, bathroom, refrigerator, IMAX. Every other, every other movie on the planet... <laughs> A uh, house beats movie theater, except for, I think, this one for me. The rest of them, I'm like, whatever. It doesn't matter. I think the last, God help me, was the last movie I saw, was it Jackson, Michael Jackson in the theater? No way. No way. There is no way. I think it is. Wow. That was with me when I got yelled at for turning having oh, my no. phone screen come on. I was just, yeah, yeah. yeah. horrifying. Like the horrifying. kid, that little dirt, that little dirtbag teenager is like, I need to take your phone. I'm like, no, you don't. You're going to take my phone. I just won't turn it on again. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was, what uh -huh. was it called? Uh, this is it. This or is it? this is it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the last, I think that was the last movie I saw in the theater. But then again, you aren't that much better than me. Didn't oh you no. Say you and Beth have never, you and Beth have never gone to a movie together. Mm-mm. Never, never, ever. We've never been to a movie. And so she's still considering going with us next Tuesday. Um, I don't know. She may just drop us off. I think she should, I think she should keep this streak going and go on her own. Right. And not go with you. <laughs> she wouldn't go on her own. She sure, she'd only go well, if I mean, we drug her just through. Just not with you. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, just go on her own, do her own thing. Yeah. Then you guys can keep that streak rolling. Never I, seen a movie together in a theater. I wish. That's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like our deal. I wish mm -hmm. we had gone to a movie this weekend on Saturday. Was it Saturday. Friday afternoon. I don't remember, but we had some serious carnage at the house in the backyard and Beth what? witnessed all of it. And I wish that she hadn't witnessed any of it because it was traumatizing. Um, she's laying on the couch and we're, when we have the couch positioned to where you can see out the window in the backyard and you mm -hmm. see the top of the well, pergola deal and birds land up there all the time, whatever squirrels are running all over the place. So, <laughs> and I didn't see this happen. She did, but uh, dove, landed she loves doves by the way landed on the, the pergola right there mm -hmm. and it it was there long enough for her to register the dove and say and say oh my gosh so cute or whatever and as quickly as it landed poof it was gone a feathers everywhere and a hawk snagged it Dinner. right oh my god she was like she didn't even know what to do she didn't blink for 90 seconds she's just like 
what? <laughs> it was one of those, because she's never seen anything like that before. And it was one of those things that was just like, I, I can't believe that I just saw it. It was there and gone like that. And feathers. Oh my God. Yeah, oh so my I God. wish we had been to the theater at that I time. I had a bird fly into my front window about a week or so ago as I was sitting here. And it killed it. And I, and I hate that because I know the windows are reflective and it looks like they can just fly right into the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that happen in a lot of buildings, office buildings as well. Um, I'm like, oh, oh, God, that's and, terrible. And there's that's, no mistaking that noise either. Oh, terrible. Yeah, it was. It was awful. Um, okay, on a happier note, <laughs> two things. Uh, first off, um, mom and dad and I do the breakfast thing on the weekends. And so we hit up good life in Gretna and they had, and we went late enough in the morning. So it was closer to brunch. They have the loose meat sandwiches, which is their thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't and know if that. you, and, and we've talked about this, I know before, but if you're from Ashland and I'm sure other towns had their variation of it, we had the frosty treat was like our version of the dairy queen. Cause we had a dairy cone and a frosty treat. So Big competition, uh, one on one into town, one on the other end of town. But the the frosty treat was near the elementary school, and so at lunchtime you go down there and they had loose meat sandwiches. Um, and if I remember right, it was loose meat sandwich and a and a pop for a buck, is what we had when we were kids, right? And those loose meat sandwiches are amazing. People have tried to replicate that recipe, and I think Julie Starn, so I've talked about before, she's with Good Decisions Dog Training. She helped me with Jack. Uh, but she has the recipe, she says, and I believe her because she knows some of the old schoolers and has made it. But you make it like in mass quantities. I just want to be able to make enough to make five or ten burgers, maybe, yeah. right? Unless you want to freeze it, make it, it, and then freeze it, and then you'll have it forever. Like like oh, a pound months. of meat, maybe two pounds of meat. Yeah. Max. But this is like like the 25 pounds of meat, and you add 19 onions and 42, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Anyway, their loose meat sandwiches are legit. Really? Really good, yeah. That really actually good. sounds really good. But I right can now. promise you, it's not a buck. Uh, you know, no, hardly anything is a buck anymore. <laughs> hardly anything that is like a lot of food is a buck anymore. Yeah, so I think it was yeah. it was the food, and you get a side and something to drink or something. It's like ten bucks or something like that. But it was still really good. Yeah, that sounds it was super, really good. It's not my go-to so anyway, at a restaurant to loose meat, but it's it's when I have one, it's amazing. Oh, it your, was it was so good and good yeah. on them for opening that that location. I think that just that had to have just recently opened. Um, super nice. It's right there on the curve as you're heading in from the north. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really good. And then yesterday, uh, my West Omaha Rotary. Um, yes, Omaha West is the best. That is, that's what we all say. Um, Omaha West Rotary had our Bloody Mary Fest out at Warner. Oh, Park. that's right. How was that? Oh my God! Uh, about 700 people showed up. Jeez. To drink from the, I think there's about 15 stations to try different. Um, Bloody Marys. And um, I got to be one of the judges. Hammered. <laughs> That's a terrible mistake. That is a terrible idea that they did that. It was, <laughs> it was I had a little bit of a headache when I got home. It's like having um, a wolf judge a chicken contest. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. All, they're all good. They're terrible all idea. Everybody wins. Everybody oh, wins. my gosh. But um, there were some really great contenders that were in there. But congratulations, Beyond Golf uh, won overall best of show, and they had an amazing little side um, a, a pairing that they put together with it, which they were literally frying bacon at their station oh. and taking sliced jalapenos with some cream cheese and wrapping the bacon in it, and then pressing them down and fry, frying them in a frying pan, and then dropping them in your uh, Bloody Mary 
before you take off. And it was amazing. But there were a lot of really great. And Hale Varsity Club was down there. They did phenomenal. Had a great presentation. I would never, I would never expect Beyond Golf to have the best Bloody Mary. It just wouldn't, I wouldn't wouldn't even think about it. I'm sure they had a good one, but I would never think that it'd be one of the best. They won it last year too. Wow. Found that out too. Yeah. So uh, quite the event. And so yeah, 15, I think 13 or 15 um, stations that were there, but a lot of food, a lot of Bloody Marys. (laughs) I bet. And a lot of people. And then the band, cover band called Echo. Great name for a cover band. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, They're phenomenal. They're really good. I'd never heard them before. And somebody else said the same thing. They're like, I, and other people are like, what? How could you not know them? Um, but they're really good. So, well, you have was, to go out. I've never heard of them either. So, and you have to frequent places where there's live music, and that's usually not your couch. After dark. <laughs> right. After dark, live music. <laughs> right. So, it's not a surprising that neither you nor I had heard of Echo before. I feel like I have put in my time when I think, I know we talked about this before about putting in the, the years of, okay, I'll meet you at the bar at 1030, you know, no, <laughs> no big deal. I'm going to go pick you up at 1030 and we're off we go. And then afterwards going to, I don't know, Hardy's name a restaurant. Mm, oh my yeah. God. No, the, those two or three no, in the morning. Those days have gone. Those days are way gone. If I'm not firmly an hour and a half into my plans by 10 o'clock, it ain't happening. <laughs> I know. I'm not, not going out. At 10. No, no way. Uh-huh. So anyway, um, thanks to everybody that came out and everybody had a great time. It was a beautiful afternoon for it. Um, a little warm for a while, but just, just enough of a breeze. So it was fantastic. That was a good so, day. Love that. Yeah. So it was a, it was a good, good day. So great weekend. Had a lot of fun. Um, so we are now less than two weeks from yesterday. So 13 days. But you got to order it by a week from tomorrow Ugh. to get it for Father's Day. Like, why put it off? Just do it. Just do it now. Just get on. I know. Get on. Go. You can click the link in our, the description of our podcast or just go to omahasteaks.com and in the little, sub, little search bar, just type mm-hmm. in Pat. Pat and then our Pat and JT thing will come down. You click on it and it'll take you to uh, our the the page where you can get the Dad's Want Steak package. Which I, oh, can I just what? say this too that there literally was a survey conducted by Harris Polls, which I'm sure you've heard of them because they do everything and have for a long time. Um, they just did it earlier this year. Over 2,000 adults, 18 and over. There was a survey conducted, and the final results were 80 percent of dads want steak. Yeah, 80 percent. That's huge. You can't so go this wrong. This is like a winner. This makes it a no-brainer. And especially when you're going to save so much money because you're going to get all of this, and we'll tell you what this is, for less than $100. So you got the bacon wrap fillets, the boneless pork chops, the air-chilled boneless chicken breasts, jumbo gourmet franks, and the caramel apple tartlets, along with the seasoning from Omaha Steaks. And then there's the free part, which is eight free Omaha Steak burgers. That's incredible. And as of right now, in the package that I got, the chicken breasts are gone. Two of the fillets are gone. Um, and four of the burgers are gone. So from experience, he speaks. They are delicious. It's fantastic. This is fantastic. And dads want steak. Yes, they do. Dads want steak. And dads want you to click on the link in our description uh, or just go to omahasteaks.com and search Pat and JT and you'll find it right there. Just type Pat. Or fat, whatever. It'll show it's easier. Up. And then other than that, I guess really the, the, the big news here is... Uh, We've been talking to some of the folks from Hale Varsity Magazine, mm-hmm. which is a part of Heard At, um, and a seriously, a, a serious part of Heard At. The, her, the whole Hale Varsity Magazine and the staff and, and crew of the whole of the magazine is just phenomenal. And if you've seen it, you know, because it's, it's just such high quality. But it's that time of year, if you want to get hold of the yearbook, that you bring in the pros. 
That's right. We could talk about it. We've talked about Hail Varsity. Even when we were on the radio, we talked about Hail Varsity before we became part of Herdat because it's such an yeah. amazing uh, magazine, especially this time of the year with the yearbook and uh, Brandon Vogel, managing editor, um, basically the boss at um, Hail Varsity is on with us. What's up, Brandon? Hey, how are you guys? Doing great. Doing great. So uh, this is an exciting time of year for you guys. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing there's not a lot of sleep. <laughs> that's that's accurate. Today's <laughs> today's deadline day for us. So the magazine officially goes to goes to print tomorrow. Um, but oddly, uh, I feel like talking I'm talking about a no hitter in progress here. Like, I feel like we're in pretty good shape. Um, so uh, today, fingers crossed, things will pop up later in the day. Uh, things will pop up in the, in the 11th hour, of course. But overall, the magazine is pretty much there. I feel really good about it. I'm really excited for people to see it. When do you start working on the yearbook itself? It's an annual yearbook. It's like double or triple the size of a, a normal magazine. Uh, yeah, right. Like <laughs> legit. As soon as it drops, start working on it for next year. Yeah, it really starts. You you, you kind of have to wait until Nebraska has closed out spring football, which that schedule kind of shifts around a little bit too. So I would say work in earnest on it begins in April. At some point, that's where we've kind of we're able to see everything we're able to collect from those spring press availabilities, the spring game itself, um, and really start pushing towards getting started on the feature writing, um, which is basically a third of this magazine and a big piece of it. I still do all of the like opponent previews for each of the teams in the Big Ten and the three non-conference teams Nebraska faces. I'm really passionate about that. Like, I love doing that. It's a lot of kind of detail work, collecting numbers. We do we do some of our own statistics statistics for those team previews. Really try to boil it down to like. I mean, we put out a publication that's for Nebraska fans. So, for that Nebraska fan who wants to just drop in pretty quickly and know what they need to know about Northwestern or Michigan or whoever it may be, um, really try to structure those towards that. So. Really, it's it's kind of a five or six month long process to get to this point that we're at today. I have a question. I'm wondering, like, when you guys start writing, um, do some stories not make the magazine, number one? And number two, how do you determine who's going to be on the cover? Yeah, good questions. Um, some stories, occasionally we have to we have to drop a story or two just for for space. What happens more often is is they switch. So in this uh, in this upcoming yearbook, Jacob Padilla, who's an excellent excellent basketball writer, he, well he's he's good at everything. He's our volleyball beat writer. He covers some football for us. Had totally planned a different direction. We, we saw this charity event involving some Nebraska basketball or Nebraska football players playing basketball. So we said, Jacob, go there and see what you can see and switch to that. And it, it really turned out great. I'm excited for people to read his story in the yearbook. It's really funny um, at moments, which is, you know, it's, it's often tough to work humor in. The cover usually comes about as we, those discussions start pretty early. So we've got to think about, okay, who's a player people are going to be talking about? Sometimes it's really obvious. Like we had Adrian Martinez on the cover after his, his freshman year. Um, other times like this one where, where Nebraska has to replace kind of a good amount of players uh, going into the 2022 season, 
we've got multiple options to choose from. Um, and we settled on Garrett Nelson. We knew we had a really good story angle. Uh, that was written by our deputy editor, Aaron Sorensen, for that one. And Garrett is, uh, he's one of the best magazine photo subjects that I've worked with in, in quite a long time. So it went pretty well on that front. Hey, Brandon, quick question about with NIL now. Um, do with magazines and publications like ours, is that something that we have to navigate um, NIL with that? Or, and can, can the athletes say, no, I don't want to do this? Or do they still have to do some sort of PR stuff for the university? Yeah, um, everyone's still trying to figure that out. I think particularly at the, the college level, um, our personal standpoint on that at Hale Varsity is, I, I, I don't feel like it's ethical to pay for access if you're practicing journalism. Um, so that's that's where we stand. Yeah. I, I'm personally in favor of NIL. Those players, you know, I've, I've felt like have should should have had those rights for a long time. It's not a, a moral stance on that front. It's a straight journalism stance. Mm-hmm. We haven't had um, anyone yet. I think we will at some point. Um, had anyone say, well, if, if you guys aren't paying, other people are. Um, I'm, I'm not interested. And if that's the case, that's, that's the case. Mm-hmm. We decided, um, that's something we'll be, we'll be willing to live with. Um, I think from the university perspective, you know, something like this, a, a magazine cover that's going to be on newsstands basically from June through the end of the year. Um, you know, the university helps a little bit. They'll nudge guys if they think something's good for, for the player themselves, you know, not even necessarily the, the university, though those things are intertwined. Yeah, that's just it. I mean, some things you can't separate. You know, it's like you you can't unbake the cake when you when it comes to the players are part of the university and just can't help but benefit the university or hurt the university, depending on their actions. And so yeah, I, and I think that's a great policy to have, actually, mm-hmm. when it comes to just straight up journalism, you're not promoting anything other than is obviously the magazine, but still it's uh, it's about the university and it's it's a great tool for them. Um, that's that's fantastic. But um, what kind of what kind of distribution are you looking at for Hale Varsity magazine over the years? How has it grown? Yeah, so this is actually our 10th yearbook that we've done. So we're it's kind of the end of our quote unquote season. So next year will be our 11th season covering Nebraska football, um, which I, I say this a lot, but I, I always want to mention like how grateful I feel that we've been able to do that through Husker fans being interested in, in the, the work we produce. You know, it's, it's not easy putting together a print publication in today's, today's media market. I mean, it's, it's easy to do, but to be around for, a decade plus is, is the hard part. So I don't ever take that for granted. Um, we have our, our subscriber base has remained really, really solid throughout. It is of course grown from those, those very early years where we were a totally new publication. Um, and we've just ex- expanded and kind of continually add a couple of new wrinkles every year. I mean, one of the big ones this year, uh, the Hale varsity club in, in Omaha, which gives, those people that may be familiar with Hale Varsity from podcasts like this or radio appearances or the magazine itself, uh, a chance to, to kind of have a touch point with, with the brand, which has been really cool. Um, we continue to push more and more into video. Um, you guys were instrumental in, in helping us really up our podcast production um, with, with your expertise. So it's been a continual kind of decade of growth for us. Um, and it's, 
like I said, I'm, I'm always super grateful and don't take it for granted that we still get to do this. You know, interesting you mentioned Hill Varsity Club because on the flip side of that coin, yesterday we were just talking about the Bloody Mary Fest and Meg Ryan, who is uh, what the, the director of events and experiences, and she put on an event and an experience. Uh, the table display was fantastic for Hill Varsity Club and, and the Bloody Marys were outstanding. Um, but aside from that, they also had a display with the Hell Varsity magazine um, and, and there were free copies for people which were scooped up. And for some people, that was the first time they'd seen it. And and which was which was fantastic because it's like that's exactly what you were hoping for is finding some people who hadn't put eyes on it yet and making the connection between the two. And so I was really happy for them. They did a great job. Yeah, it's been it's been great for that. And, you know, we have seen it kind of as, a, as an editorial team or heard from some people that they encountered it for the first time there. So even though, you know, you can think, well, we've been doing this for 10 plus years at this point, there's still a lot of new Husker fans, a lot of a lot of people to reach, you know, at, at various points through our entire history. We've had subscribers, I think, in all 50 states. I don't know if we've ever got the full the full deck if we've ever had all 50 at once um but on a, on a rolling rolling basis like we've touched all of those but you know omaha remains like a big piece and so much of nebraska football is centered in lincoln like we don't even think of it that way but you look at the, kind of our subscriber numbers and, and omaha is a place where i think we can really grow with with how many people we reach Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I like the the subscriptions in fifty states. I wonder how your podcasts are reaching. We should check their their podcast right. states see if they got the whole country covered. I remember there was a time, Pat and I. Um, what do we have? We had forty nine states. I think it was what was it West, West Virginia? Virginia or stupid. Yeah, nobody yeah. in West Virginia listened. Rude. And I don't stupid. know if that's changed <laughs> or not. Uh, yeah. And speaking of podcasts, the IED preview podcast is one that you host and it's in the fall. It's on, it's released on the Thursday before home, before any game, not just home games, uh, kind of previewing that week's game. And you, this last spring were a fun, this, your show was a finalist for the sports podcast awards, um, an, an international uh, podcast award finalist. So that was pretty cool. I, I do love your show. I think it's very informative and you did it's a really good a job audience. presenting it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I was convinced that was must have been a mistake that I was <laughs> I was nominated for that because you know, like I what I was talking about with the previews and that kind of podcast flows from that. Like I really like the thing that makes my mind kind of uh, feel energized and, and work and click to whatever degree it does is thinking about these these football teams. So like, okay, Nebraska is going to play Northwestern. Yeah, we can talk about. Uh, Nebraska has this many returning starters and Northwestern has this many, but there's like a whole other level that kind of goes beyond that. So the IED preview podcast tries to to stand out a little bit from various other previews by going deeper into some of that. And I really try to get to, okay, well, here's what Nebraska might do well. Here's what Northwestern does well. Here's what they don't do well. And how do those things match up? Um, and get into a little bit more of, of how football works to the degree that, that I guess I understand it. So it was, it was really nice to, to get that recognition because I, I constantly worry it can be sort of a, I guess, dense show. And uh, I'm not very good at talking either. So I'm probably not the most accomplished host, but <laughs> we'll keep getting better. <laughs> Yeah, I know you said that from the very, very beginning, and I couldn't disagree more. I think it's, I think you do a great job, um, and obviously the people around the around the country, especially at that organization, feel the same way. 
Don't you think too that, I mean, he's kind of like a shining example of what a really good podcast is all about is that you are speaking of the one thing that you are most passionate about and, and the people find you because Mm -hmm. it's like, you don't, you aren't trying to be all things to all people. You're just like, this is the stuff that, that gets my motor going. And I'm going to, I want to talk about this stuff and you've, you've hit on something because obviously some other people really enjoy that too. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many podcasts out there on, all topics really that you either got to be really excellent in a, in a general sense, which listening to the, the first 15 minutes of this show, I think you guys have done this before. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I did, I did notice that you, you seem to have a pretty good rapport, um, but you know, trying to go big on and talk about everything is really, really hard. Um, mm-hmm. So congrats to you guys for being do that. Uh, but if you can find that niche and and really go deep on a topic that maybe doesn't have the biggest audience, but your kind of passion for it or, or your knowledge about it can carry things through is, is, is a pretty good way to go. We, we like to consider ourselves a zero entry pool where we don't go real deep. Mm. We just, we just kind of skirt the surface. Yeah. Yeah. We don't get to our zero entry pool. That's funny. I- <laughs> <laughs> so super all right so uh how where where do they where do where does anybody go where do we go to get ourselves hooked up so we can get this yearbook number one and get subscribed to the to the rest of the issues yeah so the best way to to get it as basically as soon as it's available is to subscribe uh which you can go to hailvarsity.com slash subscribe to to do that with the yearbook because it is 160 pages you know our normal our normal monthly issues are about 64 pages um takes a while to print so even though we are sending that to the printer here shortly it'll it'll take a little bit so it'll probably be june 17th 18th 19th somewhere in that range before it starts making its way out into the world so if you want to be sure to get it then uh subscribe now with yearbook we have also tended to do a second printing so if you miss this first round uh just stay tuned to hail varsity social channels it's basically hail varsity everywhere on instagram TikTok, twitter and facebook um you can find us there to to stay aware of, of when this issue might be coming available again if you happen to miss it also there's going to i think always be copies well hopefully not because that would mean we sold out but um there will be copies at available at the hail varsity club so if you're in the omaha metro area uh or the vicinity you can always count on probably getting a copy there so mm-hmm. definitely be worth the trip if for nothing else than for the what do they call the onion petals God, I love those. Or the pickle petals or whatever um, pickle pickle. Fried oh, the pickles. fried uh, the fried green, green beans. beans. Fine green. Well, yeah, and the pickles are great too, but the green beans are ridiculous. Do you have a favorite, Brandon? Anything <laughs> that I haven't been able to try anything yet. Oh. I'm very intrigued by the Jameson caramel wings. Insane. Fantastic. Yeah, they're they're so good. They're all the wings are great, but those are my favorite. Yeah. Those were the ones that definitely jumped out to me as we were kind of, as we got an early peek at the menu. I was like, oh, well, there you go. When I get there, that'll be the first thing. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, thank you for jumping on with us today. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, you bet. Brandon. We'll do this again. Sounds good. See you, buddy. <laughs> right, uh, thank you. The links that Brandon was talking about, too, um, they're in the description of this episode. So you can just go down there and click there and it'll take you right to the subscribe page on hailvarsity.com. That sounds great. Super, guys. Well, um, I hope you have a good Monday. What? Oh, you got more? Well, just the, uh, our another website we need to kind of give out is our is centrusfcu.org. Um, 
Of course, we, we need to give do. out that. Yeah, we need to give out that website, um, and that's where you can go check out their blog uh, for tips on a whole bunch of things from buying a house, getting uh, uh, equity credit against your house, or maybe you just want to save some cash for a vacation. A home equity loan that could work is too. what that would be called. Also, yeah, as far as buying a house or refinancing, the deal still continues through June twenty fourth. Uh, it's on the website with greater detail if you're looking for uh, a good deal because interest rates are still in in a good range. Um, I know that some people are are like, oh, it's gonna it's gonna change. It's too late. It's not too late. They have some stuff up there that you need to take a look at. We only don't get into the details because we know that we have to do the legal stuff, and that's just not our forte. So remember, <laughs> we're, we're a zero entry pool. We're going to say go there and read that. Mm -hmm. Um, And while you're there, check out their blog too because they have some some great ideas for cutting some corners, saving some money, trying to stuff some away if you can as well. It's all at centristfcu.org. Or since they are local, you can call them at um, 402-334-7000. It's also you can talk to a human. Um, Thanks, Brandon from Hill Varsity for coming on today. And thank you guys for listening. Media Production.